Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, welcome to another Happy Pod, the show where we talk about stuff that we like. There we go. My name's Nathan. Shut the fuck up. My name's Nathan. We keep it positive. My name's Nathan, as I said three times now. Uh, I just woke up. I'm drinking a monster punch energy, and I'm joined by Lawrence Thomas. I see. Kenobi is out as of tomorrow. As of today. As of right now. As of right now. Go watch it. Don't listen to this. What the fuck are you doing? How was it, Nathan? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was great. I loved it when Darth Vader uh, just chopped off uh, Kenobi's head. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That did happen. And then he go. He went and killed Luke. Yeah. Uh, and he yeah, just wiped everyone out. And it was the and the title popped up saying "End of Star Wars." <laughs> yeah, there are no more Star Wars. Before man. you could even get on Twitter, Lucasfilm was her account was deleted. <laughs> Disney had, had bank filed for bankruptcy. It was all it was all gone wrong. Um, no, we're talking about Revenge of the Sith. It's it's the precursor to the Kenobi's coming out. But we we didn't have anything else we wanted to talk about, and we were like, why don't we're gonna we're both gonna rewatch Revenge of the Sith anyway? And then we didn't. Just and then we didn't because <laughs> we both agreed we've seen this a hundred fucking times. I've, uh, I watched it quite recently anyway. I watched it like last month. So yeah, I, I watched it maybe like two weeks ago. So I'm I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I've got I've got the knowledge. I don't need to watch it that often. <laughs> um, my my favorite of the prequels for sure. Uh, do you agree? You see, if you would have asked me this like three plus years ago, I would have said yes. I would have said absolutely. But now I'm not so sure. Um, the the more I rewatch the prequels, and this is probably going to laugh me out of the door, but the more I rewatch the prequels, the more I just love the Phantom Menace, man. The more no, the I become the Phantom Menace is like it slaps. It yeah. Do you know what? Like it's. There's stuff I there's stuff it's not stuff I don't like in the Phantom Menace, but I think the Phantom Menace gets a hard rap because 
it was the reintroduction of Star Wars, and it yeah. was des- it was designed to be the complete anti like antithesis of Star Wars. Like it was designed to be something different. It wasn't yeah. designed to be what we got, you know, in the original trilogy. So people, there was the culture shock of that. It was the culture shock of, oh, this is definitely some Lucas dialogue. Yeah, like but I don't know. People people took to it weirdly, but I think with time, I I appreciate it. I think it's a good film. I really like it. I can understand like people bracing because it is vastly different from the original trilogy. Um, and then of course you have, you know, in the original trilogy you had Darth Vader, who often comes out on top of like you know one hundred greatest villains of all time. Is often Darth Vader in the number one spot. You have him as a ten-year-old boy running around saying "wizard" and "yippee" and and <laughs> yeah. all this sort of stuff. So it's it's definitely a shock to the system. I can understand. The biggest problem in this galaxy is that no one commits genocide. Just wait, I'll be there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I can understand why people in '99 would have been like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> this this is different," um, because it is. It is. But uh, yeah, with time the dust has settled now it is different but i like that and i i and again like when the prequels come out a lot of the talk was oh the political stuff is really boring doesn't really add much i think the political stuff is so interesting yeah um in the first one especially the fact that it's essentially you know fucking amazon have somehow worked their way <laughs> into congress yeah. um, and they have stopped like they have stopped all trade to a certain planet. Amazon have somehow cut off food and water to a planet and aren't gonna and aren't gonna let anyone get there and resume trading until, you know, they get what they want. Like that's interesting. That's yeah. and it's not entirely distant from where we're heading with a lot of shit, uh, depressingly. And so do, do, you, do you know what it is? Like, I think with like obviously it was a different time anyway, like well, how many years it's been like 20 what like 23 22 years yeah uh, yeah 23 years yeah so a while ago anyway but what i respect and i've always respected about george lucas <laughs> is he just went i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want in this yeah like it's it's so it wasn't designed to cater to any specific audience i mean given the fact that it was largely rejected by a lot of people um but george lucas was like this is the story you can be here for this part of it or not. I I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like... I um I saw a, a post yesterday, um that was saying like how how would you, um talking about the prequels in retrospective and people were just talking about how they would do things differently. Um because nerds love to think they're better writers than everyone as as they often do. Yeah. <laughs> um, um and and a lot of them were saying they would just get rid of the Phantom Menace entirely. And I, and I didn't comment exactly. Yeah, I didn't comment on this post because I just could not be asked with the aggro. <laughs> but I, I did. I was very tempted to be to just say like, but you're missing the point. The the Phantom <laughs> Menace like has so much in it in regards to like Anakin and and the real fucking tragedy of him and everything with him and Shmi uh, and and his relationship with Qui Gon and Obi Wan as well. There's so much like deep stuff in that movie which yeah sure okay it's not the most entertaining in terms of like action and twirling lightsabers and flips and all that sort of stuff sure i get that um but in terms of the actual the emotion the story and how it all connects to each other there's some really deep stuff in that movie which 
if you do just get rid of it, I think you're you're doing yourself a disservice, really. You it it's it contains yeah, I mean look the the thing about the prequels that I love is that whether or not you dislike specific films out of the three, they're interconnected. You can't enjoy the story without each and every one of those parts. Like, yeah. like, like, especially for Anakin's journey. I mean, in the first one, you have him having to leave his mother, despite the fact that he's like, she could so easily just fucking come with us. Yeah. Um, and then in the second one, you obviously have her death. And in the third one, you have the foreshadowing of Padme's death because of the events and the trauma that he experienced from leaving his mum and not being powerful enough to save her and get back in time before she died. Like, it's the... It, the whole thing with the prequels is... You, if you remove the... Fa- that's so dumb. If you remove yeah. the Phantom Menace, you, it's like most of the heart of the trilogy gone. It really is, yeah. Um, and the Phantom Menace as well, does, although it's it's very minor, but it does do some really good setup with Palpatine as well, um, and setting up the relationship between him and Anakin and and what's to come and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, think I think if you, you just see him as like a five, as a, like a I little ten year old yeah, boy. As I, well, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's that's absolutely what you need. It's it's very intentional to see, you know, the the scariest, most terrible, horrific villain in the galaxy. It's very intentional to see where he came from, to see him as a ten year old uh, little slave boy from Tatooine. It's it's so intentional that you see him as an innocent child before you learn the, the tragedy of what happened to him. Yeah. Really. It's, 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 I think in the in the in the original trilogy, before Return of the Jedi, it's easy to assume Darth Vader just evil. And that's that's yes. the default setting. And obviously in Return of the Jedi they do a they do a bit of work to to kind of not not put that on the back foot, but you know, to end it, to polish it off. And to to create a sympathetic ending for him, but mainly in service of Luke, not him. Yes, yes. Um, whereas this is Anakin's story. This is the part you know you need to sympathise with Anakin as a character, and it just to to have him appear as that ten year old boy. It recontextualises uh, and frames reframes the entirety of the Skywalker saga in a way that I think makes it so much more impactful. Um, I think there, I think there's a lot of um, fans of a certain generation um, who would would have just wanted that though. Who would have just wanted Anakin and, and Vader to be, you know, just solely bad and not there be much much depth to him beyond that. Um, <laughs> just Anakin's pod <laughs> racing and Qui Gon's like, I like this child. He's a good good ten year old innocent child pod racing, and Anakin just kamikazes his fucking opponents. He's like. <laughs> yeah. Die! I'm gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think if they if they have their way, they wouldn't have had like Anakin as a child at all. They would have just had him as I don't know, as just Darth Vader but younger the entire time or something like that. <laughs> um, Earning so, but, his but, helmet at the end of the Phantom Menace. Yeah, um, but I think I, I I don't know. I think that's just I'm, I don't want to be mean, but that's just boring to me. It's it it's is. just it's just boring to have a kind of two dimension. Yeah, he's not solely two dimensional because of what happens in Return of the Jedi, but a kind of just two dimensional villain who's yeah, sure, mysterious. That's a little bit of intrigue, I guess, but he's just bad, and that's it. There's no real depth to it. There's no nuance. There's there's yeah. nothing. The fact that you know you you're introduced to a ten year old kid 
who who's not really known a normal life, who's a fucking slave for a starters, that's great. He is taken away from his mum, which he doesn't really want to do, and then he's forced into the Jedi Order, again, which he doesn't really want to do. There's uh, comics, I'm not I'm not talking about comics and stuff, but there are comics where he actually wants to leave the Jedi Order later on. Um, he then well, forces... He, he likes the... Uh, one thing I love about the Phantom Menace is he... he... You know he's clueless to the Jedi. He's like, I've seen your laser swords, and yeah. no one can kill a Jedi. He thinks of them in high regard as like legends. And then he's he from Tatooine. Yeah, and he he gets there and realizes the Jedi are just a bunch of old fucking nerds. And he's like, I'm not sure I want this anymore. He's he's from Tatooine. He's from fucking butt fuck nowhere. All right, they would have heard stories of the Jedi's from like you know the High Republic era and like their heyday when they were the gold cloaks and they were the heroes of the galaxy who did all this amazing stuff and were the protectors and all this sort of stuff. And in today's time, in today's the Phantom Menace, anyway, like the Jedi era, they're, they're a lot less uh, hero and more council. They're just discussing protocol and helping out the Republic with trade disputes and all this sort of stuff. They're not the, the great heroes that they once were. They're sort of middling now. They, they've lost yeah. that, that legacy that they once had. And he's like, oh, okay. But but you know we'll, you're a we'll... bunch of fucking losers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he goes along with it and stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, everything that happens to him, it it makes him more more interesting. I, yeah. I think that a lot of people that would have him removed from the ten year old, you know, redo the Phantom Menace. There, I don't take the that opinion as valid because I think what they do there, uh, like especially that group of fans, not to generalize, but they they tend to interpret star wars the way they want to and anything that doesn't fit within that interpretation is ignored or immediately bad yeah. um rather than like for example um there's some films in star wars i can appreciate what they're going for it's just not for me yeah like and and that's just but at the same time like if you can't look at the prequels in general but especially the phantom menace and go the political stance that they're taking and the the kind of commentary that they're providing within this story about like space wizards like it's it's clever and it's well done and it's it's well realized and written not in the sense of like the dialogue needs some definite work which comes in a bit later but yeah. it's it's well realized and it's clearly thought out also really good fucking uh lightsaber fight as well yeah. like really good yeah, say what you want about Phantom Menace, but if you don't like Jewel of the Fates, one as a piece of music and two as fight choreography, then you are you are wrong. It's an objective fact. Like <laughs> it's it's good. It is. I um, hate. That. I hate that. Sorry, I hate that so much. Whenever anyone uses the term objective in <laughs> terms of like criticism and all that sort of stuff, I just I switch off automatically. Yeah, I'm like true. Oh, I'm done here. <laughs> okay. Luke Skywalker should have decapitated <laughs> Kylo Ren and thrown his, uh, you know what, no, stuck his hand up his lifeless corpse and used his own mouth to puppet him and, and end the f the First Order. That's yeah. what should have happened in The Last Jedi, I think. Yeah, same. Ryan Johnson doesn't understand, anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want to go? Do you want to go one by one with kind of... No, 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 no. We'll we'll just like vaguely discuss them all, really. Yeah. No real reason. You said you had talking points anyway. 
I do, yeah. Well, let's let's. So we are mainly trying to talk about Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Um. So, I think, again, whether you love it or hate it, it's it's generally conceived to be like the most people's favorite because it's it's got the most action. It's got the most. It, it feels mo- the most like a classic Star Wars type of thing. Yeah. Um, in terms of you know, you firstly you actually have Darth Vader in the movie somewhat. I mean, you have him in it quite a lot, but not in costume. Um, and yeah, no, but I think some of the, the first 20 minutes is some of my, is some of my favorite Star Wars, like that screen. Yeah. The opening sequence is great. I really love, um, the, the, once the crawl is gone, it's just the the kicking off with the drums, like the big war drums as Mm. the Venator, um, flies across, uh, Coruscant and then just the, the explosion of war when the, the two ships, uh, turn around the destroyer. Um, oh, it's great. And me, I remember being like fucking, what was that, 12 years old or something in the cinema? And I that blew my fucking mind when yeah. that happened. I was like, whoa, look at all this. Cause, it's a good intentional shot because, yeah, like it's yeah. nothing. And then you spin around and you're like, oh, my fucking God, oh, the <laughs> galaxy's on fire. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it goes from literally nothing to fucking everything at yeah. once. Um, and you've, you've got, you've got Obi-Wan and Anakin having a, uh, like, well, I'll tell you what, one thing. One thing I did want to ask you about in general is what's your interpretation? Remove the Clone Wars. Try and like think back to when it was just when you had the knowledge of just the prequels films. Okay. What's your knowledge uh, or like what's your interpretation of their relationship? You see, it's hard when it's just the films because I get it. If If we're talking about just the films, then... Yeah, there's there's not many moments. There probably should be more moments of actual friendship and brotherhood between Obi Wan and Anakin. Yeah. Um, so when when we're talking about strictly the movies, and I'm not allowed to discuss anything else, then I can see a point. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's not the... my point. I I know that that relationship exists outside of it, so I take it yes. into account. Like it's not. It's my fault I didn't watch the Clone Wars. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, no, no. It's, but, yeah. it's not. It's not just the Clone Wars. Though, like my thing is, <laughs> this is weird. I get really defensive about Star Wars, um, but my thing is, like, I I don't see it as just the movies. Like when I'm talking about Star Wars, I'm all of it. You know, I'm most people are talking about just the movies because that's what most people have just watched, and that's absolutely yeah. fine. That's that's go- always going to be the case. Um, I try to watch and read and and play and listen to as much as uh, of everything as possible. So like I I talk about shit that people have never fucking heard of and then I expect them to know about that and be like, "Well, you're missing this point." And they're like, "Well, I don't know that point." I'm like, "Yeah, fair. Okay." I, <laughs> and that's my fault. That I'm I want to be clear. I'm saying that's my fault. That's my problem. I you, shouldn't you're do one that. Of the, you're one of the few people on the planet that I think could just in terms of broad consumption, like I think you could rival George Lucas in a conversation. I like, could, I couldn't. No, not a, not. A, well, I think, I think you could. I think you. I think you're being more humble. I think I think I genuinely think like, or at least at least hold your own. Because if I was in a conversation with George Lucas and he veered off the films to start speaking about extended canon and etc. Blah blah blah, I'd be like, I'd, at that point, I'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, sure, yeah. Whereas you'd hold your own in a conversation with it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 
I, I don't know. If we're talking like about stuff, uh, if we're talking about actual canon and not legends, then yeah, m- most likely. But George Lucas hasn't really been involved with Star Wars post that's true. You know, post legends and stuff. But then again, he hated all the legend stuff anyway, and was very famously like, "No, none of this is canon." <laughs> yeah, could you quickly for for legends for anyone that might not be listening and doesn't have that is the um so legends is canon, right? yes so legends is so disney bought lucasfilm in 2012 and before that there was obviously lots of you know books and comics and expanded media video games all this sort of stuff around star wars when disney bought uh star wars and then they were going to you know do their own movies that were going to do the sequels they didn't have to adhere to that canon they didn't want to have to be bound to the also, whole you, you couldn't right you couldn't as well because it wasn't it didn't even make chronological sense in terms of its own universe either it was it was really all over the fucking place there was like no a million one, contributors yeah no one was keeping was track of most of it was bad no one was keeping track of it they, anyone could write a story if they commissioned it through Lucasfilm. It was it was a fucking mess. So Disney made the decision. They they said right, all of that gone, not canon. That's now called Legends. From this point on, anything that comes out, comic books, TV shows, games, what have you, it's all canon. That hasn't kind of gone true because there have been some stuff that's come out that's not exactly canon, kind of like the. You know, the Lego specials and all that sort of stuff. They're just a little bit of fun. Um, But for the most part, the Clone Wars, the movies, and everything else is canon. They're post-2012. The only thing that I... Like, I think that's a very good decision, personally, because it allows, firstly, it just allows creative freedom and you're not pigeonholed into, oh, but if Luke Skywalker was there in this year, then how can he be, uh, like, it, yeah. no one, stop it, because no one's fucking read any of it anyway, um, apart from diehard nerds that are the, probably the people that hated the sequels with a passion. Um, the one thing I want to see the return of is Luke... Uh, no, you the, don't. The three was it the three U'd Luke? Is that, yeah, is that I, think, I think it was the three U's, yes. <laughs> what what did he do again? What was his thing? He, <laughs> like, it was just unit, right? He was a clone of Luke. Um he was cloned by the Emperor, who was also a clone, I think, and he was just evil. He was just evil Luke. Evil Luke. <laughs> That by the way, everyone, this is the caliber of storytelling that was in Legends. It was just yeah. like, what if Luke, but bad, uh, <laughs> and and that's about it. Um, yeah, so, there yeah. was uh, there was what was it? There was one. Uh, this was like an alternate universe uh, comic, but there was one where Darth Vader um, survived. I think he survived the second Death Star. Uh, and then, because obviously he had his redemption, oh he yeah, became, he became good again. But he he obviously couldn't wear his menacing, evil black Darth Vader costume anymore. So he wore the exact same one, but it was all white. Yeah. Oh. And if anything, I'd argue that's more terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just off putting, and it and it, and the worst thing, like Darth Vader, the suit is iconic. Everyone knows it, right? It just looked off. It just it didn't sit right in the brain. It was like you know that golden whatever dress that people yeah. just can't wrap their head around. It was like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, but anyway, uh, back, back to the Revenge of the Sith. So yeah, no, I think, mm. I think this, this is obviously the best movie where Anakin and Obi-Wan are homies. 
basically. Oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we somehow <laughs> got to lose. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's it's it it does a good job, especially in the you know first uh, twenty thirty minutes, or whatever, of really showing their their relationship. And yeah, maybe there should have been more throughout that, especially in uh, Attack of the Clones. Um, but but no, it, it does do a good job, and it's it's definitely really good to. See. And they have great chemistry as they well. Do. They, they it's, really it's, do. Yeah, and I'm I'm so excited to see. Uh, Hayden back, just watching like some of the press interviews at the moment and seeing those two joking around to each other. Oh, it just melts my heart so mm. much. And seeing Hayden being like really excited about Star Wars again, it's well, he's, it's he's like he received. I, I was one of my points is, and this is kind of a good way to go into it, I guess. Um, Anakin's performance, uh, well, Anakin's Hayden's performance as Anakin, famously criticized widely, yes. Yes. famously bullied harassed he got the star wars treatment uh same way jake lloyd got it the same way that this luke skywalker is obviously going to get it you know star wars fans are known for one thing and that's just bullying people on the internet um yeah if you do it you're a cunt uh but yeah it's just this performance to me and it's taken a few prompts some people have pointed it out to me and and kind of once you see it as as what it's supposed to be, I think it takes on a whole new light. Like 100%. It's, it's yeah, it's not supposed to be. It it's not supposed to be natural. It's supposed to be a Shakespearean tragedy. It's supposed to be like a performance of body. Like and some of the stuff that he does in this, like firstly the way both of them prepared is just phenomenal, and we can talk about that fight stuff later. But like Hayden specifically in this, he outperforms everyone in the movie, in my opinion. As much as I love George Lucas, um, and I really love you know the the messages that he was putting across and the story that he was going for, and also his uh, love and fascination with technology and trying to make film more accessible and easier for people to create and all that sort of stuff. As much as I love him and I love all of that sort of stuff, I, you know there are he does have certain drawbacks when it comes to filmmaking. Yeah. Dialogue not one of his strongest suits, um, and and also uh, in person directing as well. You could say he wasn't necessarily uh, really interested in that. They didn't do many takes like with the actual actors. He was more focused on the tech sort of stuff um, at the that, time. So that infamous line <clears throat> of the George Lucas only dialogue, uh, the only direction he'd ever give was like faster and more intense. Faster, more intense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch, um, but uh, behind the scenes footage of the original trilogy, which in itself is fascinating. Um, but there's there's always scenes of like Mark Carey and uh, and um, Harrison just going faster, more intense, faster, more intense, just taking the nick out of George. <laughs> which is very funny. Yeah. Um but but yeah, uh, so he he like I say he has his drawbacks as much as I love him. Um and you can have character actors as as talented and as skilled as Ewan McGregor who still come off a little wooden and a little stilted in some lines because they don't have the director there giving them, you know, the the help and the the push that they need really. Yeah. Uh, in some cases, and, because and like, also they're in a green room, acting with a tennis ball. Yes, and and and, 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 and I would, I don't know if they'd admit to it, but <sighs> you can guarantee that most of them were like, in the scene they were probably like, and where the fuck are we again? 
Yeah, Ewan's Ewan, <laughs> been quite open about all that stuff, even throughout like the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi press at the moment. He's he's talking about how you know difficult it was for him because he didn't really have much to go off, and you know, uh, uh, versus today where they've got the volume and that sort of thing, and just how different it is um, for them. But but yeah, like you you have an actor as talented and as skilled and who can do amazing performances like you and McGregor. And you McGregor isn't really necessarily criticised for his role as Obi Wan, but some of his lines are a little stilted. That the moment where he said, "I saw a hologram of him killing younglings," is it's it's a weird. It's yeah. it's it's a little. I'd have done another another take on that. It's yeah. it's not great. Um, if, and you're, I think... if you're talking about the slaughter of children and yes. a takeaway for the audience is, is he, is he laughing a bit? Yeah. Then it's like, oh, maybe let's do another one. Uh, yeah. But no, but like, yeah, like you say, this movie, like it, it's very lucky, and these, I think the actors are very lucky that this movie got picked up in memes, um, which I think like is somewhat a bad thing, somewhat a good thing, but it. You and McGregor's love as Obi Wan Kenobi is largely attributed to the fact that he jumped somewhere once and said hello there, like it's 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 a big thing, um, but yeah, like you say, it's just they weren't. I think they're two very talented people that were put in a position where it was kind of hard to do their best work. They're very, they're very talented. There's some really good uh, Anakin stuff in um, in Revenge of the Sith. I always say the moment. Uh, the the Padme's rumination scene where he's in the the Jedi Council chambers, Padme is on the other side of Coruscant in her apartment. Um, this is like when the uh, Mace and the Jedi are going to confront Pal- uh, going to confront Palpatine, and there's just that moment with the haunting music. Anakin's mm. got the tear running down his face, um, and he's just thinking about everything. He's he's weighing up his options. Does he give in? Does he try to save his wife, the woman he loves? The one of the last things he has left after pretty much everything else has been snatched away from him. Yeah. Does he? Does he throw, uh, you know, his relationship with Obi Wan and his isn't his life away for that? It's it's some really good stuff. And then later on, when he has made the decision and he's gone to Mustafar and he's fucking slaughtered the uh, what remains of the Trade Federation, and he's just there looking up. Uh, the sky again with the tear rolling down its cheek. Some mm. really good stuff, and uh, and uh, again, no dialogue in those scenes, but just some no. really good acting. And, and I, I think that is somewhat telling that there's, when there's no dialogue and you're yeah. left with Hayden just as a performer, it it hits on a different level. One of my yeah. favorite things that he does is the um, is the circling, and I I notice it every single time I watch this film now. Uh, is the the circling of Obi Wan and how from the get-go, the second that Obi-Wan steps onto Mustafar and off that ship, Anakin is like like a predator, like kind of circling his prey almost. Like yeah. he's watching Obi-Wan in terms of like he Obi-Wan will step like take a step for like a step forward and um and you'll see Anakin's eyes look to where his feet are moving. Like you'll see Anakin's like arch his shoulders up and start pacing backwards and forwards but he he always has his head clean on obi-wan apart from one moment where 
he knows that like he's going to be able to just jump into battle from this position better and it's i don't know i just think the the performance his 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 physical performance in that movie is like it doesn't get nearly enough credit yeah yeah it's it's really good he's he's really good mate um, yeah like I say, looking forward to seeing him. I hope we do see him. I hope he's not just in the the Vader suit for for all of Kenobi. I hope we do get some yeah some hate and time. So I wonder if we'll um because Star Wars has famously fucking teased the uh, Darth Vader without a helmet. I think it's first in Empire. Um, yes, you see you see the back of the head. You see his like weird ice cream head. Yeah, um, and then you. Um, Another one is Rogue One. He's you see like it just it it's just about to go past his eyebrow line, and then it cuts away to Krennic. Um, I'm curious if we'll get a uh, back to tank Anakin. I, I think I think we will. I think yeah. we'll. I don't know why why cast Hayden if you're just yeah. gonna put him in the suit for the whole time. You know? I'm really I'm really worried. It's like I'm terrified. It's gonna be Hayden for the sake of a courteous call to Hayden. Like I don't think that's the case. I, I hope it's not. I, 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 I know there'll be something, but I hope we get a fair amount of, of Hayden's performance. Cause is it, um, is, is James L. Jones voicing? We don't know. See, I've been saying this. I, I don't think he is. I don't think he is because they've, they've not made any kind of announcement on, on James L. Jones or, Vader, like Maybe they haven't for, said for this one week. Anakin's fixed his voice thing, and, it's like, <laughs> and now I sound like me again for this for this one. <laughs> they haven't said, and I don't understand. Like I don't think James Earl Jones is going to be in this. I don't think he's been involved with it because I think Lucasfilm have realized that James Earl Jones doesn't quite sound like what he does anymore. As yeah. as much as much as we love him, as much as great as he is. He he can't necessarily do the same stuff performance wise yeah. that he did with Vader during the seventies and eighties uh, in terms of his voice anyway. Um, Just like Luke so, Skywalker can't do nineteen-year-old Luke Skywalker. Exactly. Like, yeah. He, your voice changes. Change. Yeah, your voice changes as you get older. That's just a fact. Um, and and yeah, and Lucasfilm have there's been no announcement on the voice. Like this is why. If they're saying that Hayden is back as Darth Vader, and they're specifically saying that Darth Vader is in the show, why would they have not said that James Earl Jones is back as well? Yeah. What 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 are they what are they gaining from hiding that? Because we're all automatically like, oh yeah, of course he'll be there. It's not going to be like some big cheering moment when we hear James Earl Jones because yeah. we'd be expecting it. So this is why I think. He's... If anything, the cheer the cheer will come from the like the breath. The, the cheer will come from the not yeah, exactly the, not James L. Jones exactly. So I don't think he's in. I don't know if they they will have got someone who can do a good sound alike. I think that whoever did it for Fallen Order was quite good, um, or or if they use the weird AI thing, which will oh, can't wait for those conversations. Um, but whatever I mean, they I do, mean, I I couldn't give a like if you're gonna do it for. Anyone, Darth Vader's the person to do it for. Like, well, yeah, because it's an actual fucking. It's a voice. voice. It's a robot yeah. voice. Yeah, like yeah. that's. I, I couldn't give a. That's fine by me, but like, I'm I'm in two minds because part of me is like, give it to Hayden, let him let him perform, let him do his thing, you and then give it to point, Hayden. Yeah, but that, but that's the thing, and my and my other my other point is, like, 
I think the disconnect would just be too weird. I think it Aiden would... doesn't have the rich baritone of a of a black man in your sixties. Okay? <laughs> very. <true. laughs> as much as I love him, I don't think he can quite pull that off. <laughs> it's 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 it, it's like when um, fucking some men aren't made to perform R and B. It's just <laughs> it's it's the case. Um, but Do yeah, you mean no. Will Schuster. <laughs> yeah that that's what it is my first thought was gonna be like maybe it's like macklemore um, okay saying saying things uh but yeah no it it's the equivalent of the thong song being performed by will <laughs> schuster that's what it is um yeah no all right so let's um yeah I, I i'm interested to see how they do it i as long as i don't get the guy from the first battlefront game i'm fine uh, then, um, yeah because he was bad <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. was not... Hello, Luke. Um, but yeah, what else? What else we got? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, one thing I love in this, mm. uh, you've kind of already touched on it a little bit, um, is well, I tell you, what do you think about it? Is uh, Anakin's Anakin's kind of mulling over of turning to the dark side, and Anakin, like, how what do you, how do you think that whole plotline was 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 done? Um. Again, it's difficult because so much of it has been expanded upon. Like, if if we're going off just the movies, there's there's not a huge amount there. It it can seem very quick if if we're talking about just the movies, um, because you know we're not focusing on what happened in between those moments as well. Um, and that's that's mainly is that the Clone Wars that's expanded that quite a lot. Yes, mainly the Clone Wars. There's there's a lot of stuff about you know Anakin's attachments and and his relationship with the Jedi Council. Uh, an amazing uh, story arc of the of uh, the Clone Wars involves Obi Wan essentially faking his death um, for a while uh, to convince Anakin that he is dead. Um, and then he has to go on this secret mission. And then when Anakin finds out, fucking hell, is he pissed? He is fucking pissed. And not only, um, not only did Obi Wan fake his death, the Council knew about it as well and did not tell Anakin specifically because they wanted his reaction to be genuine because that would help the mission, really. But fuck me, was he pissed, <laughs> and and rightly so, yeah. rightly so. Um, was they've only been best mates for like fucking. <laughs> like 15 years or whatever yeah like, yeah oh, um but yeah the his his relationship with the jedi has been it's been dwindling from day one really um um yeah and there's a lot there's a lot of great stuff like i say with us with his attachments with ahsoka with rex with padme with uh obi-wan himself um and how anakin is probably someone who very much needs therapy but the Jedi Council don't provide therapy, so they don't believe <laughs> is, in it. Well, uh, so this is something um, I I found myself having to stop working for a minute because I was laughing. Uh, in I think it's the Revenge of the Sith Caravan of Garbage or the Attack of the Clones one, where it's like, surely there's a James says something like, surely there's a better system in place than just oh you're feeling sad are you? <laughs> Go and talk to Yoda, and Yoda will tell you no, we don't do that. <laughs> and that and that is therapy for Jedi. That is that's like that's the only system they have in place for people struggling. Yeah, I was gonna say the scene where Anakin goes to talk to Vader and you know tells him that he is struggling with this stuff, and, and Yoda's just essentially like, "I nah, don't worry about it. 
If she dies, she dies. Just yeah. <laughs> don't mourn her. The fuck's wrong with you? It's your fault for giving a shit, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like that's that's not great. It's just the Jedi they see things very differently. Anakin isn't quite capable of of just letting go like that, clearly. I mean he's he shouldn't be in a relationship in the first place, but no. But here he is. Um but yeah. you know what? At least he's trying. At least he's. <laughs> at least he gave it a go. I, I it... think. I think it's good that he's in a relationship. I think, you know, the. I. I think the. The whole thing with the Jedi is weird because, like, I think they're misunderstood. Like a lot of people will say, "Oh, Jedi bad." Like the. I think. They they certainly lost their way, and they do a lot of shady shit, and they're not as focused on some stuff as uh, as they should be uh, in regards to other stuff. But also, what people don't necessarily take into account when they say Jedi bad is that the Jedi are also in the middle of a war, which they shouldn't <laughs> be involved yeah. with in the first place. They've been manipulated for years by Palpatine as well, um, and they they have kind of lost their way as a result of Palpatine and everything that's going on. The fact that they're involved in a war in the first place is fucking ridiculous because that never should have happened. The Jedi are a religion. Why are they generals in a war? Can you imagine if... Because they got lightsabers. (laughs) Can you imagine if we went to war with, like, Russia and fucking just a bunch of priests were leading the charge? (laughs) Crucifixes out. (laughs) You know, like Kylo Ren's fucking cross guards on his (laughs) lightsaber? That's the crucifix lightsaber. Um, No, I I, I think that's a good point, though, because there is, like, yeah, yeah, you're right, a lot of people are quick to say Jedi, stupid space monks, don't understand, archaic religion, idiots. Um, and and all of that is true. Yeah, they they are all of that. But also, you have to. Remember there's more to there's, it. Yeah, and there's there's also the, one of the main plot points of the whole prequel trilogy is there is a man with a stupid amount of power, both both power politically and both power physically and mentally. Yes, that is going out of his way and working overtime to make the Jedi look like fucking idiots. Yes. Like 100%. every everything that the Jedi are like, this is a good idea. And when they finally feel good about a plan, Palpatine's like, reckon I'll just make that make them look like fucking cunts. Yeah. <laughs> like, and not and only I, that, as and not only that, but Palpatine has got their probably their strongest and most powerful Jedi sat right in his pocket. Just just yeah. little just working on him, throwing in a little bit of stuff now and then, sprinkling in a little bit of grooming throughout his entire life, and being like, Oh, I'll just save that for later. <laughs> just a light sprinkle of grooming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like he's like Mace Windu, uh Mace Windu was uh wearing the same robe as you the other day, you know. <laughs> Anakin goes into the meeting and he's like, No, this is Mace Windu's like, Hey Anakin, how you doing? And he's like, Shut up, Mace Windu, <laughs> you fuckhead. <laughs> like, yeah, no, he he is working at him. Um and that's that's a big thing in this film. Um just the slow it's the it's like the slow knife kind of thing. Yeah. Where everything everything uh Anakin and Anakin goes to Palpatine a lot and is like the Jedi, they're just not letting me do this. And he's like, nah, it's a big, sucks you're not a Sith. I heard they do they, <laughs> they do all of that stuff and more. <laughs> and and they're not fucking neeks about it as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and it, yeah, no, I, I think that's a, like one of my favorite scenes in this, I think is is the, um, the, uh, the squid opera or whatever it's called. 
um the weird fish yeah. the weird fish show that they watch um and that's yeah I, I think it has like four evil head turns in it it does yeah right. famously four evil head turns yeah, yeah. it's good stuff and I, one of the things i love about it is in that thing in general is palpatine like ian mcdermott i think i think in his knowledge this was probably the last time he was going to play the character oh uh, yeah almost certainly yeah. so he was um so he was like uh yeah i'm just gonna give it my all yeah he's he's he's, he's really good at puppeting i I do love him at um he he does put on an amazing performance there's there's just something about that voice of his it's just yeah. it's so menacing it it's like when he goes like full palpatine and he's like my little green friend it's yeah. oh, it's so good it's creepy as fuck isn't it and yeah I, and you also like I think that's the whole thing with the prequels in general is they the right so the emperor correct me if I'm wrong only appears in person in return of the jedi yes well so, uh, yes he's in he's in the empire strikes back but yeah he's a hologram yeah yeah so ian mcdermott was cast in return of the jedi and then they later yes they later put him into the hologram scenes in empire um so yeah he but when you see him, he comes down and he's he's like an old fucking little dude and he's wearing his cloak and he's like, have you done all of this, Vader? And Vader's like, yeah, kind of. And he's like, good. <laughs> and that's and that and then like Luke is Luke comes up and he's like, Luke, kill him. And he's like, no. And he's like, Ugh. and then like and he's so be it. Yeah. And there's there's not much to him other than do this. And then someone goes, no. And he's like, then I'll fry you with my hands. Yeah. Like there's not much to him other than that. And what the prequels do is they make him a political fucking mastermind. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's so interesting to me as a yeah. villain. He is. Oh, I, I love him so much. There's the way he's just fucking ingrained himself into the Republic, into the Jedi, into everything going on. It's, it's, it's terrifying because it's terrifying in terms of real world politics because you sometimes do see lines being drawn to, to drawn to real life at times and you think like yeah. oh this shit could actually happen it's it's not completely out could oh, happen sure okay but like sure space fantasy laser swords forget all that stuff in terms of like a, a democracy slowly turning into a dictatorship it's it's very real stuff that can happen and with we are starting to see it in some parts of the world. Um, it's 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 really good and it's really scary how mm. how just how clever that man is and how yeah. ingrained it, it all is. Really, it's it's the small details. It's the mm. um, uh, it's the small details of like in one scene he's like, "Hey, Chancellor Valorum, um, he's a he's he's a no good guy. He's he's yeah. not gonna he's not gonna do the things you want." And then the vote of no confidence comes and she's like, well, why don't you do it? And he's like, no, I couldn't. Could I? Yeah. I might. <laughs> Try and stop me. <laughs> like My, fav- my favourite bit of uh, Palpatine meddling behind the scenes is, and it's, it's not even subtle. <laughs> it's, it's like, if I was in this room, I'd be like, that's pretty weird. <laughs> it's, it's in Attack of the Clones um, where... Is it Attack of the Clones? Um, yeah, it is. It's Attack of the Clones where the um, they're discussing the potentially the start of the war and using the the clones which they've just found out about to go to Geonosis. But to do that, the the Palpat- uh, the Chancellor would need emergency powers, 
So him and uh, Masamida, Palpatine and Masamida, the blue guy, his like advisor, are there with Jar Jar in the office, and they're like, uh, "But who would who would propose such an idea? If only Senator Amidala were here, she'd know what to do." And then Jar Jar, <laughs> who's like the Naboo representative, is just there looking like, "Oh no, maybe yeah. I should do it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's very funny. <laughs> and Jar Jar, um, I, I can't believe we've made it like 40 minutes in and we haven't spoken about Jar Jar Binks. Um, <laughs> f- firstly, again, uh, a performer that did not deserve the criticism that he got. Um, no. Delivered a world star performance. You are, you're not supposed to like it. He's supposed to be <laughs> annoying. He's, he's, he's comic relief for children and you as a 45-year-old adult shouldn't like him. Uh Contemplated anyway. killing himself in the yeah. late 2000s because of it. So. Because you kept making jokes <laughs> about him. So stop yeah. it. You. <laughs> there are other things out there than start than just Star Wars. Move on. Um, but yeah, good, like I say, good performer. Um, interesting character expanded on outside of, I believe. Um, what's this about him being like a clown for children? Yeah, so it's... When I when I first heard about this and then I read the the story, I thought this is just this is just fucking brutal. <laughs> um, so in the aftermath books, uh, the aftermath trilogy, which is set like after Return of the Jedi, um, there's a, a sequence on the boo. Uh, I think it's a feed where there's some children um, just basically running around the capital city of feed, um, and they come across a gun gun. Um, a Gungan who's kind of like a sad clown street performer. He basically tells them he was once um, he was once involved with the Republic back in its day. He was an advisor to the the senator, Senator Amidala, and he was basically because of his involvement and because of like his, the part he played, being manipulated by Palpatine and everything else, and and essentially him starting off the Clone Wars really. He's kind of just been exiled from everyone. No one, no one accepts him anymore. His own people have shunned him, and he just basically lives a life performing for children to earn whatever scraps of money he can to get food and survive. When I read this, I was like, "Fucking hell!" I know you don't like Jar Jar, but come on, it's torturous, right? Like, it's, yes. it's, it's the writers being like fucking hated that character. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's it's absolutely brutal. What's that, George Lucas? You sold him, did you? Well then, open season, boys. All of you to get fucking pull off the uh oh yeah, all the all the Jar Jar Binks ideas we had to murder him off. Let's get them out. Yeah, so there's a comic where um Jar Jar's dad is not canon as legends anymore. Um but basically he like crash lands somewhere on the planet. Uh, yeah. And he he has no food or something. He's gonna die. He can't escape. So he just basically puts a gun to his head and is going to kill himself. I don't think he, he actually does it. I think something stops him. But but yeah, there's a panel where he just has a gun to his head. And it's very funny. That's classic legends. To be fair, <laughs> that, that that caliber of story turns like Jar Jar Binks' dad goes and fucking shoots himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one's had it worse than Jar Jar Binks. Like. Hated outside and inside of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, uh, poor guy. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> That's very sad. <laughs> um, all right. Next on my on my talking point notes, I've got um something that I think you might enjoy. Uh, the Order sixty six plan 
like in itself is actually pretty fucking like intelligent like in terms of its execution it's so, it's yeah. great yeah I, I love the just the in general just the order six order 66 sequence is probably my favorite sequence in the movie it's mm. it's really good really emotional uh john williams score for our it is it's heartbreaking lucasfilm love making me relive that at the moment they love just throwing that in to any new piece of media that comes out just to traumatize us all over again yeah. um so so yeah one of my one of my favorite iterations of order 66 is fallen order yeah um, i really love good. fallen order because you get to like you get to walk around as a young cow and he's like walking yeah. past clones and they're like hey dude you off to training and he's like yep gonna go be a jedi yeah. and then like five minutes later they're like execute that fucking little shit <laughs> like, yeah. like high, high five yeah here we go go have fun yeah. buddy and then boom yeah they've even got uh, they've got like their own little personal jokes against the jedi they're like yeah your master's gonna be well pissed off if you're late dude like go on yeah. and then yeah then they're trying to murder each other it's um this is obviously like like everything i know this is fleshed out more in the um in the in the the clone wars i do think in revenge of the sith it it comes across as a little bit oh fuck the jedi it uh, yes it does it comes across as very much like the clones were in on it all along yeah uh, like they just suddenly they're just like yeah we got no problem with this we nothing has nothing has changed with us physically um, we're more than happy to just kill the Jedi now because we work for Palpatine, and that has always been the case. Um, but that's not the case, no. Yeah, and I know it's because it's, it's down to like it's like a chip, isn't it? They have a like they it? have an inhibitor chip. All clones are uh, made with an inhibitor chip implanted in their brain, um, and it's basically all when when Palpatine says Order sixty six, it's activated, and then they're basically they've lost all control of themselves basically all their personality and stuff at that point it's gone and they're just the the basic clone shell really that, that does that point. stay wiped out or like do, or do they do they like basically they is it like locked in thing where they they can't control their body from doing it's, it or do they just become like default clones with no personality again like how it's work? it's not that they can't control their body it's it's difficult because the way it's kind of shown in like uh, the Bad Batch and stuff um, is the Bad Batch is like immediately post Revenge of the Sith, and so there's like still a lot of clones out there um, working for what is now the Empire. Um, but those clones are very they're different to like the clones we've seen throughout the Clone Wars because throughout the Clone Wars. They have one of the best things that show did was give personality and individualism to uh, all of the clones, despite the fact yeah. that they're literally all the same person. They they all have like individual characteristics and personalities and stuff. That um, one voice actor's work like <laughs> yeah. fucking hell. Yeah, D. Bradley <laughs> Baker earns that fucking paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so they like I say they all have personality and characteristics and, and that sort of stuff. Um, and then in the Bad Batch, you you have like a few clones who have managed to remove their inhibitor chip, like the Bad Batch themselves and and uh, Rex and that sort of thing. Um, but then you have the clones who who didn't, and are now essentially the first stormtroopers, um, and they're they're not the same. You know, they don't have that fun joking around personality that the clones had. They're just wearing plain white armor. There's no individual markings or tattoos yeah. or anything that the others had. They don't even show their faces for the most point. It's just helmets on all the time. They're just now essentially the grunts, the soldiers 
ready to do the work. Whereas, you know, before they would joke around, they would have fun. Like you even see with this and with Cody uh, joking around with Obi-Wan and stuff, it, it, it happens yeah. there. Um, but yeah, but that's that's all gone once once Order sixty six is activated. Really, that's wild, isn't it? Like it's such a, <laughs> it's an interesting plot point to like have. Like I, I get that, like that you know, betrayal is like a is a thing. It's a it's a plot point. Like it happens in loads of, in like a bunch mm. of stuff. But like for an entire army to have been secretly <clears> under <throat> the thumb of someone all along, like the worst possible person, and for the Jedi to be clueless about it, like it's. It's 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 really clever. Like it's a really cool plot point. Yeah, um, that I think is really cool. So what? How do, how does the phasing out work? Like, because I know it's I know the stormtroopers aren't clones. So, like, how does that work? Uh, so we're still going through that at the moment, really in Bad Batch. It's not something that's been a hundred percent explored as of yet. Mm. As of right now, um, like immediately. After Revenge of the Sith, this is this is just stuff that happens in Bad Batch. But immediately after Revenge of the Sith, Tarkin uh, himself goes to Kamino because uh, he was working with the Republic. He's an officer in the Republic, which is now the Empire. Um, yeah. He goes to Kamino and is basically working on what is going to be the future of the Empire. The, um, and there's a plot point in it about whether clones are worth the price they paid. Or should they just get conscription soldiers uh, because they're half the price um, of of the clones? Um, so as the, as the series go on, uh, the Empire decides that clones um, they're they're going to start introducing soldiers who aren't clones, basically just regular humans um, yeah. who are, who have signed up. Um, so as of right now, well, as of the Bad Batch, there's like a mix of both. There's clones and just regular uh, troopers, regular soldiers. Yeah. Um, as like the some sort of transition period, kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. But as as it goes on, also as well, the clones have an accelerated lifespan as well. That's that's what you have to remember. So they age a lot faster than humans do as well. Um, so by you know the by the time uh, of the original trilogy, most of them. Will be too old to be uh, soldiers, but that is a Do you think if you could control that, you'd just be like age really quickly to like mid twenties and then stop yeah. aging? Yeah, <laughs> I think if you could control it properly. Um, but yeah, no, it's that's that's yeah, it's mm. it. I don't know. I think just Order sixty six is one of them. Um, it is one of them plot points that I just think really sets it apart from other things, and it's such a the, the film doesn't shy away from making it such a big moment. Like you've got. Even Yoda, like, drops his staff or like his little walking stick, and is like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, like, and it, and that obviously, bearing in mind where <laughs> we know Yoda from in the original trilogy, you're like, "Oh shit, this must be pretty bad." <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, you've got um. Do Do you see any of the uh, other than Cody? Do you see any of the like the the clone the Clone Wars big hitters in Revenge of the Sith, or like in in Order sixty six the sequence in in Revenge of the Sith specifically. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of the clones who kills uh, Plo Koon on uh, Kaonomoidia um, yeah. is is uh, I think it's Wolf. Oh, we know who who's in the Clone Wars. Um, but but I think that's it. Oh, fair yeah. enough. 
Yeah, no, I just it's yeah, it's good. It's a it's a good sequence. It's it's like it's hard hitting as fuck. Like it's really hard hitting. Yeah, and <laughs> and it only gets more hard hitting each time you see it. Yes, because every time they add to it, it's like, oh, now they've they've just brought out a book about that character, and I cared about him more now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, really good. I I really enjoy the the Clone Wars version. Um, I think that out of out of all the versions we've seen of it, all the different uh interpret not interpretations because it's the same thing, but you know what I mean. All the different yeah. uh, showings of it. I think the Clone Wars is the best because if if you've watched it all, I think that you have the more more weight to it really because you have the relationship between Ahsoka and Rex, which has been built for for, for the seven seasons of TV, and then it's just there's there's a moment where Rex is trying to hold on, he's he's struggling. You can see his the gun, the blaster, physically shaking in his hand because he doesn't want to go ahead of it. And then he's just gone, and it's it's really good stuff. It's brutal, fuck. Yeah, it's really good. That's fine. I mean, like, it's not cool. It's very sad. <laughs> like, it's um, it also like I think especially in context of Revenge of the Sith, the film, it sets it like it's really the last thing, isn't it? Like, it's the it, yeah, you know, because Obi Wan and Obi Wan and Yoda, are, uh, um, they're you know they're having a little they're having a little walk around they're they're like how can we how can we fix this and like the 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 reveal of oh everyone's dead oh god even their fucking kids are dead oh god it was my dude who fucked them up (laughs) like it's the the the, this kind of the slow like way we get that information is really the um it's just sets it just sets uh a new hope up with such a fucking oh god like in such a dreary way, um, and like even Rogue One, I guess if you look at it, um, is the next chronological film, um, I think, right? Or is it? It's not Solo. Solo's next, yeah. Solo, yeah. Well, then and then yeah, and then it's just um, <clears throat> that's it works in Solo and Rogue One really. It's just a galaxy at war. Everything shit. Yeah. Like everything fucking sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, and it's yeah, it's just a it's a great last moment it's a great like yeah there's no coming back from this the jedi it's, is lost yeah it's it's the climax of the clone wars it's it's the end of it it's it's what the three years have been built into whether mm-hmm. anyone knew it or not most of them didn't um but yeah it's it's the it's the end point yeah um and it's it's pretty fucking brutal it's pretty yeah. brutal for you know your own army to just turn around and slaughter you yeah, basically, yeah. That the one shot of um of of big Kiadi Mundi running, oh, yeah. um, and then you get you get all the uh, all the clone troopers boots stop, and he turns around, he's like, "What are you doing, boys?" Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's one of my like. It's obviously, it's a funny the, shot, but it's funny. The worst one for me is Ayla Sakura because uh, she's on Felucia with the clones, um, and. You don't you don't necessarily see it, but like you see her get shot, and then like the camera like it like it pans up, but as it does so, you like her body is like obscured behind like a leaf, like a because yeah. it's like a like a jungle panel or whatever. Um, it's like obscured by a big leaf, but then you even though she's like on the ground dead, you still see the clones just just still laying into her. They're yeah. still just shooting her corpse while she's just dead on the ground, and it's. Fucking brutal, man. It's it's brutal, but it's also like it's a clever detail because it's just like 
every single like one of them could have done that or like you yeah know, like one of them could have fired the shot and you know if it got through then that it, the one bullet effectively could have killed them or one bolt or whatever yeah but then it's just like it's like 20 of them they're like open season boys this is like what's in their brain is telling them you need to keep fucking shooting this this person until they are jedi are difficult to kill gotta make sure (laughs) double tap (laughs) um but yeah no it's 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 good it's a good sequence um the last thing that i kind of want if you've got anything else then obviously feel free um what do you think of of like the fight and well, no, two things, I guess. Let's do the fight, the the fight. <laughs> okay, um, the Anakin and Obi Wan fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Second thing, um, no, it's it's. I think it's like again the performance, like the fact that it's not been digitally sped up, like the fact that they like you and mcgregor and hayden christensen trained and were actually able to fucking film that yeah is wild to me because it's impressive and it's impressive to the extent where like when anakin and obi-wan do it you really you know they've spent their entire life training to get to that point in reality two actors have trained for maybe six months um to to do that fight and it the fact that they're able to replicate the skill that you believe a force sensitive jedi would be able to do is just fucking wild to me like it's it's insane it's it's really great that they they are pretty much on even footing throughout the entire fight because because they would be because they're they they're two people who have fought and and trained and and you know fought together for 20 years going on not 20 years uh 10 years or so going on now 13 years by that point um so so yeah they're they're basically like at at the exact same level anakin obviously has a bit of an edge being the chosen one if you believe that um is is that like um that doesn't enhance any skill does it like because i know anakin's just like one of the best swordsmen that the jedi's ever seen but like Uh... is he that far ahead of obi-wan he, no, he's not. He's not that far ahead of Obi Wan. It's just that he is very skilled for, I don't know. I guess a Jedi of his age because he's very young as well. He's very yeah. young. Like it, it's easy to forget just how young he is. He's twenty one at this point. Twenty two. Jesus. Uh, how old is he? He's nine in. The, he's nine in the Phantom Menace. Um, ten years is nineteen plus three. So he's twenty two. Yeah, he's twenty two. Fucking hell. Oh, to be fair, even like <laughs> the first time he meets Grievous, uh, he says like I, re- I, re- I expected someone with your reputation to be older. Yeah, like, you've be- you've been out here slaughtering for like three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was only made a, a an actual Jedi Knight three years prior at, at the start of the Clone Wars, and that was only because the war was starting and they needed to push through as many Jedi Knights as they could so they could yeah. fight the fucking war. Um, so that was rushed ahead to begin with. So he's he's not being, you know, he's he's not being. What's the best way? He's not being not a Padawan. I don't know how else to say that. Um, but, I, I think I know what you mean. It's a that's yeah. a weird sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, my mind's gone a blank, and I can't think of how else to phrase that. But you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. No, he's um, yeah, no, but it, it is true. And um, 
yeah, I think it's I, it's interesting that you think they're unlike or you you interpret it as they're like level footed the entire fight. To me, mm. it it reads very much. I mean, maybe it's intentional in terms of like the emotional because Obi Wan, yeah, he's kind of been sent there to kill him. Yeah, but like from the even during the fight he's like Anakin please just fucking stop this shit like stop I don't want to kill you can you just say hey maybe uh, I've changed my mind so that we can so that I can let you go or something um but yeah I th- I don't think I don't think I don't think either of them really want to do it um but I, I think there's more there's definitely more hesitation on Kenobi's part than there is on Anakin's, but I, th- I think in terms of like actual skill, like an actual fighting, I, I do think they're on equal footing because like when when they're just going at it, they the you know there's moments where both of them get the upper hand and stuff like mm. there's moments where Anakin's on the back foot, there's moments where Kenobi's on the back foot. There's yeah. there's not really throughout the fight, there's not really like a clear leader, a clear winner throughout it. Really, it's it's to me anyway the way I see it is it is kind of equal throughout. Yeah. And I, I kind of like how long, because it goes on for a while, and it has been criticised that like one of them should have just got in a shot by now. But I like the fact that it's like I think it could have got on for just as long. Like mm. obviously, I wouldn't have wanted to see it much longer in the film. But like in terms of the actual fight and the logistics of it, it probably could have gone on all fucking day until one of them got tired. Like because they're they're good they're both very good <laughs> they are. and they like are it's it's, it's going to be a rare occasion <laughs> where one of them is able to get a cheap shot in because they're both too talented to let it happen yeah. um but yeah no like ultimately good fight i think the the ending is obviously i think what cemented this is a lot of people's favorite film in terms of like you were the chosen one you know you were my brother anakin i loved you all of that all of that dialogue is it's just good stuff it's very cool. Yeah, it's it's really emotional. I I do love the 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 pain in uh, Ewan's voice at that moment. That's some of the best Ewan stuff we've had throughout the prequels. Yeah, uh, in my opinion. And, and, and then, Hayden Christensen's eyes. Uh, like, yeah, I was just gonna say there's as well the look from Hayden at that point, the the pain and the the, oh, the suffering that he has. It's it's brutal, man. It's really yeah. good stuff. Man's laying straight like he doesn't even give up the hatred. He's got no <laughs> arms or legs. No, he's got yeah. one arm. Yeah. And no legs. And it's yeah. I mean like oh technically what, what arm what arm is he left with? Is he left with his original he, his robot? He's he's left with his, his robot arm, so he has like no actual <laughs> quite literally. limbs. Yeah. Obi Wan could have gone down there and taken and I'm having this as well. <laughs> taking <laughs> that so you're not crawling anywhere, you fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I do love just the way he screams, I hate you, at that point as well. Yeah. Just like he's he's lost fucking everything at that yeah. point. He's... And he blames him. He blames Obi-Wan. Of course he does. Of course you're gonna as well. Because as far as he's aware in his own twisted and clouded mind, he's the reason like shit's gone wrong with Padme and everything like that. Um. So and and now he's got no fucking limbs. That's not great for him. Um, <laughs> he's lost his beautiful yeah. head of hair. Yep. He's just burnt to a crisp. So <laughs> he looks at someone hard boiled an egg and threw it at a wall. Yeah. Uh, and the shell is just cracked, and it's like maybe then it's been left <laughs> in the dirt for a bit. Um... <laughs> what what I what I like about like the ending of Revenge of the Sith and like where where it leads with. 
with Vader is that like it's it's kind of it's kind of like Kenobi's last victory against the Empire in a way, and um, because like Palpatine throughout the entire you know since we met Palpatine in the Phantom Menace and all the way up to the Clone Wars and towards the end of the Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith. He's he's been grooming Anakin to become Vader. He's knows that he's the chosen one. He knows that he's destined to bring balance to the force, and he wants to corrupt that and turn him into his own apprentice, his own Sith Lord, and so they can both rule over the galaxy. He's he knows that he is the strongest person to help him, and he wants that for himself. And then the final victory of Kenobi is like damaging his prize pet, so he's not quite as strong as he could have been. He's not yeah. he's not in mint condition. He's broken, and he needs the suit, basically. Yeah. What What I was going to ask you about is, um, because Kenobi Kenobi walks away from that, and like like we just spoke about it. Anakin's fucked. Like Anakin is on fire. Yeah. Like no hair, <laughs> scarred to shit, and has lost most of his limbs. Right. It's a scenario where you'd probably walk away and safely assume, yeah, he's dead. If he's not dead now, he'll be dead in yeah. ten minutes. Yeah. Um, is there a moment? I'd imagine there must be. Um, is there a moment where we see Obi Wan realize, "Oh fuck"? Are you talking about like in canon at the moment? I, I guess in canon, yeah. Like or like, uh, yeah. There uh, is, yeah, canon. There isn't, but I think that's what we're going to see in Obi Wan. Yeah, I I think that's what we're going. I think there's there's been like a bit of debate about this, like whether Obi Wan uh, thinks Anakin is dead or not. And it's there's no clear answer at the moment. It's it's open to interpretation. But for me, I think Obi Wan thinks he's dead. I think Obi Wan, um, as far as Obi Wan is concerned, Anakin died on Mustafar, and I don't mean that in terms of like Anakin died, Vader lived, whatever. I mean like he's dead. He's gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's 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 fucking done, mate. Because surviving what, do, that, do, do you think up until that, like Kenobi starts with. 10 years of having passed, or do you think he, he finds out maybe like a couple of years later? No, no, I think he'll find out like in Kenobi. Like, oh, the event, okay. yeah, I think like the events of Kenobi, he'll find out like 10 years later. For those 10 years, he thinks that he killed Anakin, essentially. Shit. Because yeah. I'll be interested in that, because I mean, both are emotionally rich and nice, because on one hand, you've got, he'll, he'll either be racked with the guilt of having to kill his best friend. Yeah. Uh, and for what? Like, it didn't, <clears throat> like, there's still some other mad cunt out there, and yeah, and well, the galaxy. What, what did it get him? Yeah, yeah, what did it get him? Really? And yeah, and uh, and that will be, and either either it will be that, or it will be oh, I should have just put him down for the sake of the, everyone, for the sake of the galaxy. Like if he knows I've... that it's Vader, he would have been like, "Fuck, I should have ended it properly." See, I don't think he knows who Vader is at yeah. all. Like, I don't think he's heard of Vader. Like the the one thing that people point to in this argument is that. Excuse me. Uh, in Revenge of the Sith, uh, there is the you know the hologram recording where Palpatine calls Anakin Vader, which Obi Wan sees. So he's aware that Anakin is under the pseudonym Vader. But I don't think once he's on Tatooine, once he's looking over Luke, he's not like fucking out there in the galaxy in the core worlds. He's not dealing directly fighting the Empire. And how often do the Empire come to Tatooine anyway? Really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's he's not like fucking up to date on everything that's going on and not only that vader is like a fucking a myth a legend sort of thing like he's not someone who's widely known yeah and that was like for like for example it i i would not 
I think it'd be pretty feasible if, if yeah, he's technically heard Anakin be called Vader. He knows Anakin is Vader. But then in Kenobi's lived experience, he then went and fucking put him down and chopped all of his fucking hands and shit off. Yeah. Like, he's probably thinking, this is some, this is either some bullshit or this is just someone else. Uh, like, and the reason we can't see his face is because they want us to think it's Anakin or they want the scared Jedi to believe it's still him. Like, I it, think, I think the... I do think that in this show we are going to see him uh, at first try to deal with the fact or or see that he's been dealing with the fact that he killed his best friend 10 years ago I I cuz as far as like as far as he's concerned he killed him he he was the one who dealt the final blow um and and then have to come to terms with he didn't kill him but this is what he's become now this, yeah. is, this is who he is. And I think that the moment we see him realize that not only is Anakin still alive, but this is who he is now, this is what he is now, oh, it's going to be juicy. Yeah. It's going to be fucking juicy. Oh, it's going to be terrifying. And I, I am think... excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm massively excited for that. Something I was quite surprised about was the... Um, when Because I didn't really know this, and it's kind of hard to take yourself out of it, but in the you know, in the public pop culture consciousness, Darth Vader is one of the most, like you said it earlier, he's one of the most famous villains ever thought of. Yeah, like he's 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 the top of every villain list, whatever, blah blah blah. Um, it was surprising to me that he wasn't like a feared known figure. Like it was when you told me it was kind of like not many people know he's Anakin, and like a no lot one knows he's Anakin. That, like yeah, two people know he's Anakin. And that that was that was like it makes sense, but that was quite surprising for me. But also the, the official thing... the official word is that Anakin died uh, during Order sixty six. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, um, and it's not exactly going to be hard to believe. Like every other fucker died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, no. The one thing that kind of gets me is the um, like the people that do know Vader exists for sure probably don't know it for long because they're busy being killed by Vader. <laughs> Yeah, like, like <laughs> doesn't leave survivors really. Does yeah, it? exactly. Um, which yeah, which is quite interesting. It's one of the um, it's one we of the saw... I liked the Star Killer stuff when Vader was like, "Go there and kill every fucking person that sees you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, in Fallen Order, when um, you see Vader, when uh, you know Cal sees Vader, he's like, "The fuck is that?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sarah's like, "Not good. Whatever it is." <laughs> Not yeah. good. Uh, <laughs> Vader comes out and Cal's like, "We're actually having a conversation, mate." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know where you came from. Nice yeah. hat, by the way, but still, um, yeah. Uh, and the, the last thing I was going to bring up, um, what's it? This is always the thing that I, I lose this argument to anyone that I'm like, "Revenge of the Sith fucking slaps." Like the prequels are good; they're good movies, yeah. but they always be like, they always bring this up, and I don't. I don't have that much of a strong defense for it, and I wondered if you did, where they go, oh, the Padme just died because she was sad. Okay. Okay. What's, uh, what's your understanding of that? Okay. So, there's no there's no concrete uh, storytelling. There's nothing concrete in place. There's only, you know, theories and speculation and different interpretations, as, as mm. there often is with Star Wars. Um... Personally, and this is this I've I've not thought of this. I've just saw someone say it, uh, and thought, yeah, that that kind of makes sense to me. I think it's Palpatine. 
I think Palpatine kills her through the Force, okay? Because those the scenes of her giving birth and then Anakin on the table becoming Vader, they're parallel. They are parallel, yeah. like... They're, they're happening at the exact same time. They're like screaming at the same time. They're both in the same kind of pain. And as she dies, Vader is born. So personally, I think it's Va- it's Palpatine through the Force, killing Padme, ending her life, because he's, he's powerful enough to do that, and transferring... Conc- and he has concrete knowledge that Padme's dead. Like, yeah. Where would he have got that? Um, and then transferring her life force into Vader as as to an extra boost, essentially for him, um, and that's that's what I think happens. Interesting, but would would Anakin not be able to sense that to any degree? No, not necessarily, because people like the way you, Jedi sense doesn't necessarily work in the fact of oh, I now I know someone's dead. It's it's it's. There's no real concrete way in which the force works, like Han Solo said. <laughs> that's not how the force works, yeah. Um, because it doesn't even follow its own rules, really. It's yeah. you can't make sense of the force. It's <laughs> mystical. It's weird. It's it does a lot of weird shit. Okay, so one of, boy, one of my then... favorite instances of that is when Qui Gon's <laughs> Qui Gon's strutting about in Phantom Menace, and 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 Obi Wan's like, I've, I've... My feelings are off about this place, and Qui Gon's like, "You're an idiot. I don't sense anything." And then he goes downstairs, and there's a there's a fucking war happening, and he's like, oh, "Bollocks." <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I always think it's weird when people try to like concrete and boil down the force to like one thing because it's 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 all over the place. Okay, you can't just say the force works like this and not like this because. Like like I just did essentially, but you know, it's it's weird because the rules are all over the place with the force because it is it's a weird space entity. Like, how can you make sense of that? It's, it's a concept you know, for fuck's sake. Like, it's, it's a concept, yeah. Um, but but yeah. So I I don't know. I think I think it was Palpatine. Um, and then that moment, like you say, with him saying she she died. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I think it's, it's an interesting theory. I think, like, I obviously it's 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 not been confirmed to my knowledge, and I'd, I'd imagine if it had, you'd know about it. It, um, it hasn't been confirmed in any way. No. Yeah. So that I, uh, for the time being, I think that's a good, it's a good way off. Maybe she she might even get a mention in this show. Like she might. We anything is possible in. in I. It's very possible they had a little Natalie Portman cameo. You know, they they yeah. can do stuff under wraps. Uh, I'd I'd love to see that. I I really would. It's not uh, like I, she's like aliens going back to it. She's she's working with Disney for Thor. Like she, it's it's not like she would have been hard to contact or get in touch with. Like one th- one thing I I would love to see is I'd I'd love to see Vader go to Naboo, go to Feed, and just just basically it it's happened in comics, but I I just love to see a moment of Vader. Just essentially standing over Padme's like tomb, really, mm. which would be. I'd want, yeah. That's one of the main things I'm excited about for this. Is I know we're going to see a Vader at the height of his power. Like I know we're going to see a a Rogue One esque Vader. Yeah, because we've seen how powerful he is. <laughs> and I, I still love the disconnect between Vader's fighting style in Rogue One <laughs> and New Hope. Five yeah. minutes later, is <laughs> um. But yeah, that does make me laugh. But um. We're going to see a Vader at the height of his power, but something that I think if you don't watch the, if you don't read a lot of comics, 
I think, and I don't, and and I I only know this from like work stuff, and you've sent me some stuff, and I've read I've read a little bit of the 2017 Darth Vader run, um, which I need to go back to. But I think if you've only seen the movies, you miss out on Darth Vader being a sympathetic character. Like you do, yeah. You it's it's a lot of <laughs> I did this, Obi Wan, and now I'm going to kill you, and 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 then and then like I said, and then all of his emotional arc is reserved for uh, Return of the Jedi, which is not in service of him. It's more for Luke. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I'm quite excited to see that, what Vader looks like in his downtime, what Vader looks like when he's just alone, living the worst fucking possible life he could have ever had. I think you also miss out on um, more a more in-depth look at the relationship between Palpatine and Vader as yeah. well, um, because one thing which I find interesting, and I think it, this happens in the 2017 uh, Vader run, is that like it picks up immediately after Revenge of Sith, like with Vader like literally immediately coming off that table, that repair table, um, and like one of the first things Palpatine does is he just fucking force lightnings him, just electrocutes him straight away, yeah, just to basically get him under his control. And and that's what he does throughout their entire relationship. Like Palpatine, a shot collar on a dog, isn't it? Like, that's go, literally what it far, is. Yeah, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, yeah. He's just like saying to him, "I fucking own you. You're my bitch, essentially." And that's how it is throughout the entire run. Like he is on a fucking leash um, when it when it comes to Palpatine. But but <laughs> which, also which throughout... makes sense because every fucker that he meets in the original trilogy, he's like, "Do you want to help me kill kill Palpatine? <laughs> we we can do that together." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you but... want to do it, Leia will. You may as well do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. That's exactly what I was going to say. But, but also, he's right to do it because fucking Vader as well from the start, he's ready to overthrow Palpatine. He he will. Like, if he fucking gets a chance, he's going to do it. Yeah. Um, so, And he does overthrow him, just not the way we thought he would. He, he uh, overthrows him off a fucking railing. <laughs> yeah. Down he goes. Yeah. We'll see you again in 30 to 40 years. Um, yeah, that, that's that's me on it. This this was a weird episode. It was more Revenge of the Sith backed up by prequels and um, some expanded media and some expanded media. I don't know what I call this. Probably just Star Wars the prequels or something. Probably just Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I guess we spoke more about Revenge of the Sith, didn't we? I guess than anything yeah. else. Call it what you call it. Who knows? If whatever it is, you know what I call. You it. know, so, yeah. You're listening to it. You know. Yeah. Well, you're probably well, not well, listening to this, but thank you for listening. If you like these episodes um, and you want to hear more of them, they go live Fridays at 10 a.m. Next week, we're going to be doing this. This is the CIA's mission. If he had held on to the plutonium, we wouldn't be having this conversation. This team would be dead. Yes, they would. That's the job. Wowee. Uh, I'm actually excited for that one. Uh, and I'm not going to spoil it because I always get shouted at. I want to say it so bad, but I won't. Um, no, I can't. Uh, you can review us. Give us a little five-star review if you like. Uh, what else can they do, Nathan? They can, they can follow oh, us on follow social us. media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. Doing a little dance in our Balenciennes. We are <laughs> at another happy point. Just me, Orange Justicing <laughs> for ten minutes uh, to, to whatever I choose, whatever song. Is there a strict song for the Orange Justice? What, oh, I don't know what the Orange Justice is. It's a Fortnite dance, Nathan. will be uploaded this week at some point, so make sure you keep it posted. Uh, and we will see you next week. Uh, click right here to get stuck, my eyes.
Hello there. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>